0: Some of the topics discussed on Blackbird and Advocacy Podcast are difficult to hear. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to episode eight of Blackbird and Advocacy Podcast. I am your host Sarah, and with me, as always, is my co-host Dan. Ohio. Sure. I guess that means hi.
1: Japanese.
0: Yeah. Good morning.
1: (laughs) Ah. Great.
0: In our previous episode, we discussed the sex trafficking claims against prominent attorney and former city councilman Michael Miran in Portsmouth, Ohio. This investigation, one family is hoping, will lead to answers about their missing daughter, sister, and friend, Megan Lancaster. If you have not listened to this episode yet, we suggest that you do that now before you begin this one. It's episode seven of about Megan Lancaster. While Megan's family is hoping they'll receive answers about Megan's whereabouts through discovery involving the sex trafficking ring Mirren is supposedly involved with, the Portsmouth Police Department believes Megan's disappearance could be connected to the disappearances of other missing and deceased women that have not been connected to Mirren, but could be connected to a possible serial killer. A lot of what we're going to discuss reminds me of the Long Island serial killer case, the the Gilgo Beach case. It's very eerily similar. And a lot of times when women like this go missing or come up dead, and I'll talk about them, a lot of times it's attributed to a serial killer, Um, which I don't necessarily know if that's always the case. I mean, at any given time, we around the country have about 300 active serial killers. and um, Which is crazy. Yeah, I mean a serial killer is defined as somebody who kills three or more people um, with cooling off periods between. So that's really not that far of a stretch to think that there are possibly 300 people around the country right now who have killed three yeah, people. Yeah, I suppose when you, you know. put it
1: all scientifical like
0: <laughs> I mean three people is, it's not a lot. It's a lot when you think about <laughs> we don't want those at least 12. <laughs> but you know, it's in the grand scheme of like thinking about some of the most prolific serial killers, three is not that right. crazy a thought. Um, but again, when people like the women that we're going to be discussing go missing, um, because they all have the same uh, backgrounds really and are in the same area, they always seem to want to attribute it to possibly a serial killer. Although um, police don't really like to talk about. Serial killers, they don't want to say that they have a serial killer in their midst because that
1: will freak people out. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Public panic. Exactly. Um, but as we talk about the case, you know, you can make your own decisions on what you believe it might be. So Holly Logan was last seen in Columbus, Ohio in July of 2013. When Holly was nine years old, she was involved in a car accident in which her mother died. According to Holly's sister, Amber Logan, prior to their mother's death, life was normal, but after, life got off course for both of them. Eventually, Holly left Pickaway County for Columbus and unfortunately fell into a life of addiction and sex work. Even though Holly was last seen in July of 2013, she was not reported missing until a year and a half later in December of 2014. Her disappearance was learned of by authorities when they were investigating the disappearance of another woman, Jamie Bowen, as the two had mutual friends. Holly was born on September 19, 1985, and was 27 years old when she went missing. She would be 34 now. Jamie Bowen, born November 12, 1991, was last seen in Columbus, Ohio on April 10, 2014, walking from her sister's home to her parents' home just a few blocks away. Her family believes she is a possible victim of human trafficking. She was 22 when she disappeared and would now be 28 years old. She left behind two children. That sucks. Only a few weeks after Jamie's disappearance, Charlotte Trago, born on June 5th, 1986, went missing on May 3rd, 2014. She was last seen in Chillicothe, Ohio, leaving on foot from her home after she was evicted by her roommate. She was reported missing on May 18th. Charlotte is a known heroin and prescription drug addict, but just prior to her disappearance, told her mother she wanted to turn her life around and asked for information about a rehabilitation center. She was 27 years old at the time she went missing and would be 33 today. Another few weeks went by since Charlotte's disappearance and another young woman went missing. Someone Charlotte knew. Tamika Lynch was born March 19, 1984. She was reported missing on May 20, 2014 by her husband who had said he had not seen her since May 16th of that same year. But police did not take her disappearance seriously. They did not put her in the system as a missing person, and on May 22nd, 2014, stated there was, quote, no reason to believe she's in any danger.
1: I hear that shit all too often yep. doing this, don't we?
0: However, just two days later, on May 24, 2014, Tamika's body was found in Paint Creek, near Bainbridge, Ohio. She was clothed only in a pair of socks. Her autopsy concluded she had died from multiple drug overdoses, and the manner of death was undetermined. She was 30 years old when she died and was a mother of three.
1: That sucks. I mean, you know, it always sucks when when you have the loss of life like that. But every time you hear that they leave kids behind, you now know that three more lives are ruined. Yeah.
0: And her husband reported her missing. Yeah. The police so often don't yeah. take it seriously. I
1: mean, how many times have we talked about this, that doing this mm-hmm. podcast? How, you know, yeah. literally there's a life that could have been saved. Right. But people were just like, meh. Exactly. It's, it's Monday. I want to get my coffee and go home. Yeah. You know?
0: They didn't believe there was any reason to think that she was in danger. That's what they said. And then two days later, they find her dead.
1: Which, like, you know... Just because there isn't a reason to believe someone is in, is in danger doesn't mean that the person is not in danger.
0: Right. Uh. My, my thought always about this, like, I understand, you know, if you have, like, a 15-year-old who has a history of, of being a runaway, like, I get that you automatically, you know, the police automatically go to, well, she probably just ran away, whatever the case is. But even with that, any of these cases, when somebody is reported as missing, the police need to do their due diligence. Yeah. We are paying them. Yeah. To... A lot of money in some cases. Yeah. Well, here (laughs) especially. Yeah. We are paying them to make sure that they are keeping our community safe. Yeah. And that they're protecting... Yeah. The people of the community. If they hear that somebody went missing, their first thought is, oh, they'll probably turn up. But we, we know that the first... 24 to 48 hours of somebody missing are the most crucial. And clearly in this case, 48 hours later, she ends up dead. Now, I don't know uh, if she was uh, deemed to have died, you know, the day that she went missing, or whatever the case is, but they, they found no reason to go search for her. And she was... Found, I think, by, you know, some people that were just, like, walking by the, the creek or whatever. Like, the police didn't even, you know, the police right. weren't even searching for her. It's right. just right. someone happened upon her and and reported it. And yeah, they were like, I oh, mean, it was the woman that was reported missing a week ago. Like,
1: right. <laughs> like, doesn't that just make you feel like a jackass? Mm-hmm. Doesn't that just make you feel like you didn't do your effing mm-hmm. job when you're like, oh, whatever, you know, this person was reported missing, but we're sure they're okay. And now they're dead. Yeah. Like, you know, in my job, if I make a mistake, the first thing I think is like, oh, okay, let me see how I can not make that mistake in the future. Yeah. But how many times do we hear about people go missing and then the cops don't research it. Yep. And the person is dead. Exactly. Like, I get, I get that that happens like once ever in the history of the world, maybe even a couple of times ever in the history of the world. But this happens all the freaking time. Like, don't, don't you think that it should stop happening at some point? Don't right. you think that we should figure out how to make this not happen at some point?
0: Yeah. Uh, right, exactly. And you know, who knows uh if they're really putting in the effort to search for these other women. These other women have no, been missing they're not, since, since twenty fourteen. And one woman in the in the case is twenty thirteen, she wasn't reported until a year and a half later in twenty fourteen. Um and you know, it said that one of the women was investigated as being missing because they were investigating another woman. They, they found her through the investigation of the other woman. But how much effort is actually going into these because, you know, again, the police see them as, oh, well, they were drug addicts. They were sex workers. Right. You know, they're probably, they're probably runaways. Right. Like, we don't care about them.
1: Right. Or they're, they're bad people anyway, so they don't deserve
0: our help. Exactly. Exactly. But, you know, there was really no talk about with Tamika if she was um, a sex worker. Like, I couldn't really find a lot of information. So, you know, while she went missing around the same area as, as these other women, and, and I'll talk about more um, with some others, it, it's it's interesting to me that some of them may not have, chosen this life right you know what i mean and to me i don't know if i mean it may be attributed to a serial killer we could possibly call the person a serial killer but to me it sounds like they were caught up in in sex trafficking and either you know she was found to have had multiple drug overdoses so either they were plying her with drugs or she was an addict or or whatever the case is she may have died, and they may have just been like, "Oh, we're gonna dump her body." Sure. You know, so
1: yeah, she's just a resource that's used up. Exactly. You
0: know. Exactly. She's dead. We're just gonna. Yeah, we're just gonna like throwing th- out a paper th- plate. Mm-hmm. We're gonna throw her out like. Don't want this. It's Ex- got ketchup on it. Exactly. It's going to garbage. And that's basically what they're seen as in, in the sex trafficking world to their their traffickers. Sure. Absolutely. They're they they're a commodity. Yeah. And once that commodity is used up or broken, it's thrown Absolutely. out like trash. Absolutely. So that may have been the case in Tamika's situation and uh, you know they haven't yet found these other women but they could possibly be still caught up in sex trafficking they could be in other states now trafficked out into other states you know as we heard in the last episode um, a lot of these women were trafficked into different states out of Ohio so who knows if they're actually in New York if they're in Florida, if they're in Michigan, if, you know, um, so the Instagram is going to, is going to have pictures of all these women. Um, so if anybody has seen them, you know, of course re- report it because we, we need to find these women.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, you, these days we have so much cloud resourcing happening in in every, avenue of life and every avenue of research so yeah i mean if you see something say something Uh, right you know it's it's (laughs) it's so it's such a powerful resource to have seven billion eyes walking around the surface of this of this rock because clearly the police are not going to do the job so we're going to have to do it for them
0: and a lot of times, too, with the police, you know, there's so much red tape to get through that they have oh, yeah. to follow a protocol, they have yeah. to follow the rules. And there's
1: paperwork. Exactly. You know, and there's, oh, you can't work this many hours mm-hmm. because then we got to pay overtime and there's unions involved and all this BS. Sure, you know, I don't blame the individual officers. I blame the system. Yes. The system is broken. The,
0: the system <laughs> is broken. And, and it, you know, sometimes it can fall onto, you know, armchair detectives, citizen sleuths, yeah. too. To like you said, if you see something, say something. If, yeah. if you know one of these women in the pictures, or if you've seen somebody who looks like one of these women in the pictures, report it. It, it you know it doesn't hurt to report it,
1: and yeah, it, it right. always
0: it always helps to have tips and leads because maybe these other women are still alive and maybe yeah. we can find them. And yeah. if they are in sex trafficking rings, maybe they can be helped
1: yeah.
0: and get get out of that. So, months passed after finding Tamika's body, but no true answers were provided to her family. Only more questions arose. And on November 3rd, 2014, another woman went missing. Wanda Lemons was born on March 10th, 1977. The mother of five was 37 years old when she disappeared. She was last seen in Chillicothe, Ohio and her last communications with her family were via text and Facebook messages to her daughter. A friend claims he had seen Wanda the day of her disappearance, and he heard she had left for Texas with an African-American male truck driver named Darius or Demarcus Thomas. They're unsure of what his first name might be. She would be 43 years old today. And yet another woman disappeared from Chillicothe just seven weeks after Wanda. Shasta Himmelrich spent Christmas night, 2014, with her family. The next morning, she was seen on surveillance video at a gas station in Chillicothe. That was the last time she was seen. Her car was found abandoned 20 minutes out of town with the doors open and a dead battery. Shasta's body was found eight days later on January 2nd, 2015, in the Scioto River. On March 16th, 2015, the Ross County coroner ruled her death a suicide by drowning. But her family disagrees with this finding. Shasta was pregnant at the time of her death, and her family believes she was elated about becoming a mother. She had posted multiple Facebook posts and texts to her friends about how excited she was that she was going to have a baby. Michael O's, Shasta's boyfriend, said after she spent Christmas with her family, he, Shasta, and a friend were partying at his and Shasta's house. He says she left around 1 a.m. to get the friend's girlfriend and to pick up cocaine and Percocet, which were found in her system at autopsy. He and the friend ended up leaving the house, which he says upset Shasta, and she, quote, blew up his phone. Around 2.30 a.m., they spoke on the phone, and she told him she would be home soon, but when he and his friend arrived back home at 3 a.m., Shasta was not there. Now, if you watch enough true crime documentaries and listen to enough true crime podcasts, you're probably thinking, it's the boyfriend! Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's always the boyfriend or the husband. Yep. But Michael O's was cleared as cell phone records, witnesses, and a polygraph test all corroborated his story. I mean, polygraphs can... Whatever, that's for another podcast. The surveillance video and receipt from the gas station at which Shasta was last seen was timestamped 3.33 a.m. So... They thought she would be home by 2.30. They get there at 3. She's not there. And then she's seen at the gas station at 3.30. So she's still, it's, you know, it's not where she said she was going to be. Right. And I don't believe the friend was with her that she was supposed to be picking up. Okay. At least the friend was not on the surveillance video. Okay. So I I couldn't find anything about if she did pick up the friend. Right. But we can assume she picked up the drugs because they were found in her system. But we don't know if she picked up the friend, if the friend was with her. The police believe Shasta attempted to send a text message to Michael around that time, but her phone was not working. On January 1st, 2015 they were able to turn the phone on and found that the text said I'm sorry loved you.
1: Ooh. it's creepy.
0: Yeah. Reports have stated that Shasta had attempted suicide in the past and that when they found her car they found a syringe and blood smears on the headrest and the back of the driver's seat. They also found a package of Bic razors and a blade with blood on it. Again, though, her family is adamant that this was not a suicide and that possibly something more sinister happened to Shasta. She was just 20 years old when she died.
1: Jeez.
0: 20 years old. 20 and pregnant. Pregnant.
1: God, that sucks.
0: Again, I I can only speculate, but I I don't know if maybe someone knew about her suicide attempts in the past and tried to make this look like a suicide. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean I, that was the first thing that I thought. I mean that would be pretty elaborate, you know. But yeah, it's certainly possible.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I this one, I, I don't I don't know. I don't yeah, know.
1: Yeah, this is yeah this is this is pretty uh pretty stuck right in the middle there. Exactly. I mean, it's it's unlikely that she would have blood on the headrest from an attempt to kill herself with razors. You know, you yeah. see you'd see slashes on the wrists.
0: Right, which they also didn't mention if that was found.
1: And these are, you said there was a BIC razors, like disposable yeah, razors. Yeah, yeah. So, like, that's pretty difficult.
0: Yeah, it's to difficult to, like, to use yourself that. Yes, with mm-hmm. that because exactly. they're
1: small and, like, you have they're like, encapsulated in the plastic thingy. So, like, mm-hmm. you could theoretically, like, break the plastic thingy open and get one of the individual right, blades. Right, one blade. Mm-hmm. Um, but first of all, I mean, they're pretty small, so the likelihood of even being able to hold them in your fingers with enough dexterity to like make any kind of actual cut Mm -hmm. is pretty unlikely
0: usually Um, when people use those like you're saying those small blades it's really it's not necessarily for suicide it's mm -hmm. for um self-mutilation and generally with self-mutilation it's because they're they're depressed and they're or, or or whatever the case is and they're trying to um, numb themselves. Yeah, yeah,
1: because I mean the blades are only so long, so they can only right. cut so deep. Exactly,
0: exactly. Yeah, you can't really get right. You can't really get deep enough to do serious enough damage to bleed out. Yeah. Um, you know, to cut a major artery. Yeah, like that.
1: in in prisons, they'll actually get the disposable um, razor cartridges to shave with, and they'll break them open yes. and get the blades out. But they don't use those to hurt people. They still make a shiv to hurt somebody. They'll use those to do stuff like cut garlic.
0: Right, yeah, right, yeah, exhaust. yeah. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. Or, you or, know. or like carve things in the walls and like stuff like that, right? They're, they're using them because they're, they're small. Yeah. Um, it's
1: not really an effective weapon. Exactly. You know, if, you, if you, if you really want to hurt someone else or yourself, you're yeah. going to use like a fork. Now, I
0: know. don't know if maybe there was blood on the headrest. I don't, I don't know if maybe she tried to cut her throat.
1: But again, it's such a small blade that, first of all, you're not going going to be able to do it. Right. Uh, Disclaimer, do not try that. Oh, no, no. (laughs) Don't don't try any of the suggestions that that we explore here. Please do not. But, like, I don't think you really could
0: cut deep enough. Right, but Um, again, my point is, I don't know if she was necessarily... If if she she was the one who was using this on herself, I don't know if she was necessarily trying to actually commit suicide. Right.
1: Or if she was just trying to hurt herself. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Right. I mean, again... You know, there was no record if she found the friend, if she picked up the friend. She was supposed to be home an hour before she was found at the gas station on surveillance. And then her car is found 20 minutes away. You know.
1: And the doors were open. The
0: doors were open. Um, all of this stuff was found in there. You know, there was the syringe. Yeah. You know, she was probably shooting maybe a combination of the Percocet and the Coke. Who knows? Right. Um, and maybe she just wasn't happy at that moment. Doesn't necessarily mean suicide. Right. Um, but maybe she was just trying to numb herself for that time. Um, yeah.
1: And I mean, like, who reaches over to their passenger seat to open their passenger door right before they attempt suicide? Yeah. Like, that's, it, that's funky that the passenger door was open The both w- doors were open like weird. that.
0: It's yeah, it's a very strange situation and, and I don't really know what to make of it because yeah. I, I couldn't find enough information. Um, I wish I could find the autopsy report because that would really... I, I think that would clear up a lot because, yeah. again, I don't know where her cuts were.
1: And, like, technically we don't know... Like, just because someone's phone sent a text doesn't mean that that person sent the text. Correct. You know, if, if, if I want to take your life and make it look like a suicide, I'm going to do the deed and then I'm going to take your phone mm-hmm. and send a text saying i'm sorry i loved you
0: Mm -hmm. exactly and that's why i'm saying i I don't know if maybe someone knew of her past attempts and tried to make this look like a suicide but they actually really killed her
1: and like i don't know the statistics of course but i feel like anybody who's in a mental state that they're willing to now end their lives right here and now isn't thinking to put the word love in the past tense they're very emotional at that time so they're gonna say i love you
0: I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, don't mean, have what you t- ever heard of that before? I mean, it, that could have been her suicide note.
1: No, I know. I get it, but... But right you know. in that
0: moment, I, I don't know. Well, let
1: me ask you a question, though, sure. as someone who researches this kind of effed up stuff. Yes. How often will you see, even in a full-on suicide note, things written in the past tense? I mean, emotional things, like, I loved you. How often do you see I loved you versus I love you? Or will always love you?
0: Yeah. No, you're right.
1: Because people who are in that state... Yeah. You know... Right. Especially when you premeditate a suicide like that, you're not really thinking about that particular moment. You're thinking about the future. You're thinking about the world is better off without me. my family's better yes. off without me. So you're thinking in the future. So again, I don't know the statistics. I don't research this stuff as much as you do, but I would tend to think that they're often going to say, like, I will always love you.
0: No, that's, that's or,
1: you'll be better without me. That's they're, a good point. things are things are written in the future tense, not so much in the past. That's
0: tense that's a good point. And actually, i, I will I will research that. Mm. Um, because that's, that's an interesting thing to, to think about because right, if, if generally speaking, people are using present or future tense, using the past tense in this text message may have been someone else.
1: Yeah, for sure. It it may
0: have, it may allude to the fact that it wasn't her who wrote it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well. Because, I mean, to
1: me, that would be one of the biggest indicators in support that she was committing suicide is the text message. But again, if the text message isn't legitimate, then that takes the biggest piece of support for it being a suicide right out of the equation.
0: Right. And, you know, we talk about this a lot, not on the podcast, but we talk about this a lot. Um, It's incredibly difficult to drown yourself yeah well
1: i was as soon as you were talking about that i was going to ask you did she have like ballast tied around her ankles or something like that again
0: i can't find any more information aside from that they found percocet and cocaine in her system they found the razors on the syringe in her vehicle blood in the vehicle and that she was found in this creek
1: yeah because i mean again don't ever try any of the things that we're suggesting here but like you really you, you can't If you're of sound mind and body, which obviously she wasn't, she was on drugs. But if you're of sound mind and body, you you can't really drown yourself. That's why every time you see it happen in a movie or whatever, people have to tie their their feet up. Because if I decide right now, you know what, that's it. Life isn't for me, I'm ending it. And I try to just jump off a bridge into the water. Or, well, let's say I just walk into the creek. I'm not going to be able to do it. My body, my brain is going to, my parasympathetic nervous system is going to override my conscious thought process and it's going to jump up out of the water. That's fact. Mm -hmm. Now, again, in her case, she had drugs in her system. So like you could potentially be so messed up and thinking, okay, you know what? Now I'm going to make the decision to kill myself and you walk out into the river and the cold causes you to pass out and you drown. Um, But again, that's not really like, suicide by drowning, that's like you were in an, in an, a decreased mental capacity and you happened to drown. So if they found her without any kind of ballast, that mm-hmm. makes it even more unlikely that it was a suicide.
0: And also, when you think about the drugs that she had in her system, cocaine and Percocet, so cocaine is a stimulant.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and Percocet is a, is a painkiller. Yeah. It's oxy. Yeah. Um it's generally going to make you go to sleep. So if you have a stimulant with, you know, ha- how much of each did she have in her system?
1: Right, how much of each did she have in her system? And I would tend to assume that... Like, did, but... did
0: she have enough Percocet in her system that that made her right. pass out?
1: Right. And I w- I would tend to think no. I would tend to think that when... You know, yeah. not from personal experience. That when you're blowing lines, it doesn't matter what other drug you do. You're all, you're out of your mind.
0: Exactly. <laughs> ex- ex- right. Exactly. So. I'm thinking that the cocaine was probably overriding the Percocet, right. and you know, the Percocet was probably just making her feel numb. Right. And the cocaine was making her up, yeah. stimulate. Yeah. So to then drown, it's it's very unusual. Very unusual. Yeah. I, I I you know, I would think that like if she didn't have the cocaine in her system and she just had the Percocet that maybe it was an accidental drowning. Right. Because right, maybe she maybe she passed out.
1: Right.
0: But with having the cocaine in the system, I am going to assume she she didn't pass out. Yeah. So it's again, I mean, you know, what what do we think of this? Is is this a suicide? Is yeah, this I a murder? It's, is it's this really accidental? Is this
1: It's really in that gray area because there's a lot of, there's a lot of evidence to go either way with Mm -hmm.
0: it. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, this was in the same area as, um, in the same town or county as, as Tamika's body. So, you know, they're, they're kind of thinking that maybe there's a connection there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It could be. I mean, unfortunately there's just not really enough evidence Uh to point definitively in one direction or the other.
0: Right. So approximately two years since the initial investigation of Holly Logan in July of 2013, another woman disappeared. Tiffany Sayer went missing on May 11th, 2015. She was said to have been working at the Chillicothe Inn where she left that night to go to her grandmother's house. She was last seen at the inn with two men and she would not be seen alive again. On June 19th, 2015, her body was found in a creek approximately one mile from where Tamika Lynch's body was found one year earlier. She was reportedly found wrapped in a sheet. The official manner of death had been concluded a homicide. Cocaine, amphetamines, morphine, dilated, and alcohol were all found in her system. She had been an addict and was on a waiting list for a rehabilitation facility at the time of her disappearance. Ohio offers a victims' compensation fund to help the families and victims of offenses. And Tiffany's family applied for funding, but was denied due to Tiffany having had drugs in her system, even though her death was ruled a homicide. She was 26 years old.
1: That's just silly.
0: They couldn't pay for her funeral.
1: That's just ridiculous. Like, the death was ruled as a homicide. So, who cares? She was murdered. Who cares what she did? Mm-hmm. She was murdered. And you're not going to help her family.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Wow. It's a crappy thing to do.
0: I mean, even if it was a sui- an accidental suicide, even if she died by overdose, mm-hmm. and it wasn't a homicide. Right. Like, again, you have a duty to help the community. Yep. And the drug epidemic is is major. Oh, yeah. We, we should be helping these people... And the families of these people.
1: Yeah, I mean, we're still in this, the opioid crisis that started in the 80s. That is still going on. And yep. it's been 40 years, mm-hmm. you know, or 30 plus years. Like, come on.
0: <laughs> yeah, don't age us.
1: <laughs> well, I didn't say we were there. At the beginning we're of the not 40 crisis. yet. I didn't say we were there at the beginning of the opioid <laughs> crisis. I know about the Great Depression. That doesn't mean I'm 100.
0: Yes. You you read.
1: I know about Hammurabi's Code. That doesn't mean I'm 2,000 years 4,000 years old. Oh, goodness. I know about dinosaurs, it doesn't mean I'm a million years old. Wow. Or millions of years old. Millions of years old. I know about the Big Bang, it doesn't mean I'm 14.7 billion years old.
0: Yes, if you didn't know, Dan is very smart.
1: No, not really. Yeah. No. I'm very old. I'm 14.7 billion years (laughs) old. That's exactly it. Uh, That's the
0: only reason he knows these things. Because he's around for all of them. Yeah. 13.7, I think.
1: Doesn't matter. I don't believe in the number anyways. (laughs) But that's that's a totally different podcast. (laughs) Anyway...
0: But for, for real, you know, a lot of these women are going, oh, uh, are, are going missing from the same area. Whether that be that they were, you know, killed by separate uh, people in separate situations and in isolated incidents, or they were killed by the same person, or they were caught up in sex trafficking and they overdosed and people dumped their bodies. The fact that she was found wrapped in a sheet. She was last seen at a motel, and she was wrapped in a sheet.
1: Yeah, you know, right, and exactly. she was like, seen how, how with convenient.
0: with these men.
1: Right. Like, did we do a fiber analysis on that on that sheet and compare it against the fibers from the sheets on the at the motel? Right.
0: Is mm-hmm. it a sheet from the motel? Right. Exactly, you right. know. It's um,
1: basic cop work. I don't know. I got to that.
0: <laughs> I mean, maybe it was. Again, I couldn't find a lot of information, right. and that's what bothers me too. Is that a lot of these cases, just like the Gilgo case, you can't find a lot of information about these women because they, again, are are not cared about right. by the the community, by the by the media. Right. The media just wants to talk about the salacious details. Right. They don't want to talk about who these women were and the case. Surrounding their actual demise and the fact that they were human beings, and let's talk about if there is a serial killer in this area, maybe other people have to be worried. But you know, they they just want to talk about the fact that oh, well, she was seen at a hotel with two men, right? Done
1: because it's entertainment, it's just about entertainment, it's not about serving the public good,
0: right? That that just bothers me a lot because I really want to know more about what happened mm-hmm. and why it happened
1: right and how we can maybe stop it from happening in the future exactly. people people so often gloss over that fact that like i said when I, if i'm at work and i make a mistake yeah it sucks and i'm gonna feel bad about it but i i'm this is a learning opportunity i want to learn how to not do that thing again right and if somebody dies i'm probably gonna want to not do that thing again
0: right exactly
1: these are lives we're talking about don't we want to prevent the loss of life <laughs>
0: Uh, essentially I mean you would think you would think that's what the police are supposed to be doing mm-hmm. is
1: any government agency their job to serve the public mm-hmm. not to collect money and, and go to nice dinners and drive nice cars that's not the point the point is to serve the people mm-hmm. <laughs> to improve the condition of life for the people
0: they should take like vows of poverty and stuff like priests do
1: The funny thing is they, well, I don't want to digress. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Okay. We're getting, we're getting off on a tangent. Um, apologies. Mm -hmm. But again, these women are are being found in the same area. They're going missing from the same area. Some are being ruled suicide. Some are being ruled homicide. Some are still missing. You know, what's, the correlation why are they being investigated together why could megan lancaster be brought into this because she is being investigated with all these women there's so much overlap but there's so much difference also that it's it's interesting to see why the police are possibly investigating these all as one grouping I mean, I'm going to assume the suicide is not being investigated with this anymore. However, the the family wants it to be investigated more. Um, But, you know, it's just... it's When you see multiple people who are in the same industry going missing from the same area... You know, where does your mind take you? Yeah, I mean,
1: if you've got a bunch of steel mill workers and they're all dying of, you know black lung or whatever it may be you know that that gives you 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 know what's going on here if you see a bunch of sex workers all dying in the same town something's going on you know
0: right exactly yeah I mean I guess only time will tell
1: unfortunately yeah it will take time Mm -hmm. it's ridiculous how long some things take
0: Wanda Charlotte, Tamika and Tiffany all disappeared from the same city in the same time period Charlotte and Tamika were friends and went missing on the same day. Wanda disappeared six months later, and Tiffany approximately six months after that. All within one year, these four women disappeared. Eric Bellamy, founder of local missing persons group Jamie's Message, told NBC4 that several of the women attended the same rehab center and ran in the same crowd. He explained, quote, the rehab center in Scioto County is connected not only with Jamie Bowen's case, but down in Portsmouth with Megan Lancaster's case and in Ross County with Charlotte Trigo's case. Of these eight women, five are still missing. And unfortunately, the three that have been found are deceased and police are no closer to finding out why. The FBI has been called in to help with these investigations, and local authorities are unsure if this is potentially the work of a serial killer. Being that a lot of these women were addicts and possible sex workers, there is also the theory that sex trafficking has something to do with this. Hence what ties this back to our original story about trafficking in Episode 7. While there is no evidence and no link from authorities that Michael Mirren has anything to do with their disappearances or deaths, families are waiting with bated breath to see if anything points in that direction or in the direction of sex trafficking at all. But just like the Gilgo Four and Shannon Gilbert from episode one of our podcast, these women deserve justice. And I find that so interesting, too, that there's that connection of the rehab center. Sure. Sex traffickers <coughs> seek out yeah, absolutely. people who are in vulnerable states.
1: Yeah. Where better to go?
0: I've been told many times that uh, one of the hospitals we have here on Long Island has a uh, an outpatient rehab facility connected to it. And they have found many times that Traffickers will wait outside for the women to come out of their therapy sessions or uh, whatever they're in there for so that they can offer them drugs and get them back into the life.
1: Yeah.
0: I wouldn't be surprised if that's what's happening here. If there is a trafficker who is waiting outside this rehab facility for these women to come out and say, hey, you're addicted to cocaine. I, I I, have some. Right. You want some?
1: Right. Yeah, basically, you know, they're going to offer solace and, you know. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, basically they're saying, hey, you like coke? I have some. Exactly. Get in my van.
0: Yeah. Come with me. Yeah.
1: Let's yeah. go. It's and a then... free tool. It's like standing outside a Home Depot and just waiting for a miter saw to <laughs> pop into your arms.
0: Right. So the fact that 3 of these women are connected to this one rehab facility. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, that That's it's his hunting grounds. That's huge. <laughs> that's huge. Yeah. It that's, that's a huge deal in general and that's a huge deal in the sex trafficking world. Yeah. So you know, to me, at least with those 3 women, that's where it's pointing for me that they are in that, sex I trafficking. I
1: agree for sure.
0: And whether Michael Mirren has anything to do with that part of it, you know, we'll we'll find out when hopefully the they they um, let us know what they discovered at his home when they, you know, seized all of his stuff. But um, I, I really I think that that's unfortunately what happened to these women. That I, I think that they were drawn into the life because of drugs.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we, we talk about that all the time. That's that's basically the unifying argument here: is they always get drawn into the life by the by the drugs. Yeah, you know, you take somebody who's in a depressed state, and and offer them this this magical feel good pill or injection or whatever it is. Yeah. Boom, you got them, and it just so happens to be an addictive substance. Perfect.
0: Even if the trail goes cold, the searching should never stop. These women are stolen lives. They leave behind loved ones who want to see them again. They were and are loved by people not giving up the fight. A lot of them even have Facebook groups dedicated to getting answers. Their mothers who have children now growing up without them, their daughters whose parents need answers, their sisters whose siblings are now missing them at pivotal moments in their lives. Someone knows more than they're leading on And the more we get the word out about these women, the more the heat is turned up. And that concludes Episode 8 of Blackbird. If you want to report human trafficking, you can do so through the Human Trafficking Hotline at 1-888-373-7888 or at humantraffickinghotline.org. If you have a story you would like to share on Blackbird, please email us at blackbirdadvocacy at gmail.com, and don't forget to stop by and follow us on Instagram at blackbirdadvocacy. For all references used in this episode, please see the show notes. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and we hope you will subscribe to our podcast if you haven't already. And we are now officially on Spotify, so i know a lot of people have that and it's free it's free for podcasts on spotify there
1: you go magic word
0: free yes people like free
1: if it's free it's for me
0: yeah and uh while you're on there if you could give us some reviews that would be nice too five yeah. stars maybe
1: stores are like us. cookies give me five cookies what kind of cookies Chocolate chip, white chocolate macadamia, red velvet. Ooh, good ones. Oh, yeah.
0: Aren't these Subway cookies? Yes. (laughs) Just give me all the Subway cookies.
1: (laughs) Subway cookies are good. Subway cookies are so good.
0: Be safe. Be aware of your surroundings. And continue to social distance if you can.
1: Stay home. Wax your car.
0: Flatten the curve. Thanks, everyone.